you're reprogramming your subconscious mind and your brain's going to come up with epiphanies on stuff like, hey, I should go here today. I should do this today. I should look this up today. And, and it's like, when you get that, you have to act on it. And when you act on those epiphanies, that's what will lead you to your goals. Now, if you believe it on the spiritual side, you have to understand too, that whenever you ask for something, that other things might get moved out the way. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Sound off in the in the live chat if you guys are watching on Monday morning. Um, and if if I'm usually in there editing videos, so I might you know I might talk in there. So sound off. Uh, if I'm not in there, talk amongst yourselves. That's fine. If you guys are watching on the replay, drop a comment below. Uh, that helps boost us in the algorithms. And if you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, give us a five star review and actually write out why you like the show. That helps us on the charts as well. Helps us get in front of more men. Uh, send super chats that supports the show. It's a pre-record, so you know I can't obviously bring it up on screen, but I will screenshot it and share it on the back end on social media if you guys do that. Speaking of social media, follow me on all social media platforms. The links are in the description. Uh, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. Get your PDF with 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. And I'll also mail you some stickers as well for your troubles. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, guys, for the entire month of November. You can get the course for 30% off with code THANKFUL2023 at checkout. So if you've been waiting to do it, now's your time, okay? I'll play a commercial for that in a minute. Uh, join the beer club, guys. Beer.comeonmanpod.com. It's a good group of dudes. It's only 10 bucks a month. And uh, we have monthly meetups where we actually meet up. You hang out with me. We have some beers. We talk about guy stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a good outlet for our, you know, for our mental health. And then finally, you can do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me directly at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I don't have a team. I don't have a, a bunch of schedulers. Like you're working with me one-on-one, -on -one, okay? I'm not, I'm not signing you up for something and then having you work with somebody you've never heard of, okay? You're working with me one-on-one -on -one for that. Check that out. All right, guys. Joining me this week on the podcast is, uh, he's, he's sort of an up-and-comer in the podcast space. Uh, his name is Hank Russell, and he's got a, a podcast that he just started. I mean, it's brand spanking new. It's called the Hank Russell Invitation Podcast. He had me on it. I think I was like his, I don't know, eighth guest or something like that. Uh, this this dude used to work in radio, you know, so he's he's a professional broadcaster, and he's uh, he's he's been in the radio business for a long time, and now he's making the transition to podcasting. And uh, he's followed me. He's been following me for a long time. Uh, he's not like a red pill guy or anything like that. He's just a regular dude. Just a regular dude. Has a very interesting story. We talk about all sorts of stuff in this podcast, but he is a law of attraction guy. He's a law of attraction guy. So we get into some of the law of attraction stuff in this episode. It's a fun conversation. He's a good dude. And I will bring you that conversation right after these words. Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women 
is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right, joining me on the podcast today is someone I would consider a uh, regular dude with a podcast. But he had me on his show, and I thought it'd be uh, good to introduce him to my audience as well. His name is Hank Russell. What's going on, brother? Hey, bro. How you been tonight? I've been good, man. I've been good. It's... uh we just, uh, at the time of this recording, there's a space-time continuum here, but at the time of this recording, I just recorded an episode on your channel last week on Friday. So Absolutely. that was fun. That was fun. It's been, it's been nonstop basically since, since that recording on Friday. It's like two, two uh, streams on Saturday and mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, Monday morning stream recording today. It's just been like, bam, 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 bam. Uh non-stop work man <laughs> i know it, it's you know when i was in radio man like i did this like five days a week most of the time and it's just insane that you know when, when i complain about oh man you know I, I love doing this but i just did it yesterday and then you know my schedule's crowded today i'm like well wait a second i used to do this five days a week so what am i bitching about yeah well honestly i uh i did a a, a, a show some of the guys that really follow the podcast they know this <laughs> But years ago, uh, back when I was like really embracing my, my, uh, you know, my geek geekiness, you know, I was really, uh, I was really, uh, you know, deep into the nerd nerdery of it and stuff. I had a show I had a show mm -hmm. on, on YouTube. It's still, still out there. You can find it. It's called tech chop. And I originally started that show as like a, a fun sort of you know, labor of love. It was once a month, you know, I would put together mm -hmm. something and then started getting sponsors and the sponsors wanted shows every week. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll have to come up with something every week. And, and it became a chore. Like it became a job. And I was like, I do not like this anymore. It's boring. I hate it. I hate having to come up with content. Mm -hmm. This on the other hand, uh, the dating and relationship stuff is what I usually talk about. Like, I love this stuff and I could talk about it forever. I love having guests on like today. I, you know, we're not really, you're not really like a 
dating guru type guy you're a regular guy and so we're just gonna have fun today but oh uh, yeah this this kind of stuff is fun just talking with other men out there you know well you know the the thing about it is is that experience is your best teacher obviously so there's you know as far as like my extensive with dating i have learned more what to not do than what to do exactly so i don't (laughs) i don't consider myself a dating expert do i have some guru type knowledge about other things absolutely but you know, I revert, we would revert to guys like you and the guys on the panel that you have, that you do with every Saturday. And it's just very knowledgeable. I was shocked at how knowledgeable it was, you know? Yeah. That was a fun episode too. Cause that one, uh, it, it, again, time space, time continuum. It was the uh, episode on alpha widows, <laughs> alpha widows. And we're, we use the, the sort of clickbaity stuff of, of talking about Hollywood chicks that have been you know, they're still pining for, for some guy. Uh, but we use it as a, a way to leverage that into uh, talking about knowledge, you know, about mm-hmm. having, like sexual dynamics and stuff. So I always like doing that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, so radio, radio, let's talk about that. Okay. Were, were you a, a DJ, a producer? Like, what'd you do? It, it, it evolved. Like if you're talking over the span of 19 years, you know, before the COVID hit and stuff like that, you know, I could produce and run my own show at the same time when I was younger. Cause that's how you kind of do things is that, you know, you have to learn both. Sometimes you have to do both cause you have to pay for a producer. And you know, if you don't have enough money to pay for a producer, then you got to do both. Then mm. as time evolved, I just became a talk show host. Like, you know, there is a difference between disc jockey and radio broadcaster for those of y'all under the age of like 20 that don't get that concept. There is a difference between a DJ and a radio broadcaster. And by the time, you know, I'd gotten out of radio, I was a radio broadcaster, so to speak. And okay. The conversations would be kind of like what you and I are having, except maybe not quite as intimate just because, you know, time frame, language, you know, all a little bit lack of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That actually, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Cause a disc jockey is a guy that's like, Hey, getting ready to play the next mm-hmm. hit. And then he throws on the music and then he's off and All right. And then, and then a, a radio broadcaster, someone that actually conducts interviews and is a personality on the air, much like this. Right. Well, okay. even like when you do the talk show, like when I do, I mean, I could do it on my podcast if I wanted to, but I'm trying to give off the vibe of more of, you know, the podcaster thing. As opposed to, you know, ladies and gentlemen from the studio, um, Hank Russell. Well, I want to t- introduce my producer. And then it'd be like, sitting on the throne alone, my name is Hank Russell. That was one of my catchphrases, you know, sitting on the throne alone, Hank Russell. <laughs> and you, you just don't see that in podcasting. So, yeah. Not too much. Not not too much. Uh, but then again, I think that, do you think that's because in radio, it's more of a profession and podcasters, like and podcasting, anybody can do it, you know, 100%. any anybody could with a microphone 100 <laughs> percent. i don't want to sound stuck up or perturbed about about these things but you know i'm classically trained you know you could hear it in my voice you know i took speech therapy you know i went to broadcasting school i learned these things in broadcasting i mean i am classically trained at radio broadcasting and then you look at these guys that are doing these podcasts which I'm, I'm not knocking as much because, you know, I'm being a hypocrite now, but doing a podcast, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's okay. Here's, here's where, here's where you get, it gets a little deeper. I would, the, 
you know, if, if you want to, I don't know if this is one of your questions, but how did I get into broadcasting? Was, is that one of them or? Uh, I do have one. I do have that question coming up. So go ahead. Yeah. Tell that okay. story. Okay. Well, here's the deal. When I was 14 years old, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I have an uncle that lives in Fort Worth, Texas, or he did. He passed away a few years ago, but he did a country music radio station when I was 14. Fell in love with it. I knew from the time I was 14, I went to school for it. You know, when I graduated high school, all that. When somebody like Warren Sapp or these other guys, and no offense to like athletes and stuff like that, but they got into it to be athletes and now they're famous podcasters because of their recognition. I didn't get into broadcasting because I wanted to be a, a, a athlete first. I wanted to be a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. I love pro wrestling. Didn't want to wrestle. I wanted to be a commentator for it. it you know, mm -hmm. that's my thing. And that's where... And that's, that's how I got into it was through that and went to school for it. And that, and I know that's a long drawn out answer, but that's what, but that's why to answer your question, I consider it more of a profession Yeah, because yeah. I wanted to do this my whole life. Got it. Okay. You said you went, you did uh speech therapy. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a friend, he wrote a book. Uh, he's, he's also on the rule zero panel on Saturdays. His name is Thor, RP Thor. I like the gas on. Yeah, he has a whole section in in his book on uh it's called Dominant Masculine Presence on Ooh. how to have a more masculine voice. And it, and I mm -hmm. I would say that if you listen to classically trained radio broadcasters, a lot of those guys do and you do and I would say you do too. You have a sort of a the deeper mm -hmm. sort of uh projecting voice yes. that that commands attention. It, it does. And okay. You know, like in hip hop culture, like, you know, that, that's, that's a very masculine type music, or at least it used to be nowadays. I consider it a little bit more androgynistic, but the, the idea of like the eighties were the eighties and early nineties, when those guys would speak, you know, they would rap and they might have their own slang words and stuff like that, but they spoke. It was not, you know, talking from your nostril as much. It was more like, you know, bass, how low can you go? You know, nowadays with, you know, hip hop, you know, they talk like, man, you know, talk from their nostrils or their nasal, even the women do it nowadays. And, you mm -hmm. know, with, regardless of race, you know, this it's part of hip hop culture. I'm talking from a nasal, you know, come on, man, you know, things like that. And that to me doesn't command respect. If mm. your doctor talked to you like that while you're about to have perform sur have surgery underneath, I mean, would you take him seriously? Probably not. Well, I mean, it's like everybody talks like that these days. So yeah. I don't. I think most people don't notice it until they hear somebody with a, a more of a, a deeper voice. So is that this voice that you're that you use now? Is that become like your default? Uh, did you learn to talk that way, and so now this is just how you talk, or or, mm -hmm. or did, you, did you used to talk differently before you uh, you were trained? Uh, I wouldn't say I talked differently. I guess I was so young when I took speech therapy that I didn't know any better is like, I've had this kind of voice for most of my life. I mean, okay. It, and that's just how it is. I mean, you know, <laughs> granted, you know, maybe if I've had a few cocktails or, you know, maybe like if I'm around, a, you know, you, you know how they say you're the sum of the five people you're around. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm around at a hip hop concert and everybody's talking like that at a hip hop concert, then that's probably going to be contagious on my end. And I'll probably talk that way too. So. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. Uh, so are you, are you done? You're not working in radio anymore or, or are you? 
No, not anymore. No, no. Okay. I'm, uh, I would, if, if they would hawk up the money enough to where I could make a living off of it again. And I really couldn't make a living off of it anyway for a while there. It's most of the time it's a part-time gig. You know, there's not a whole lot of money in it unless, you know, I mean, you know, you could get certain sponsorships and you could be covered for a while. It, you know, it, it could be a feast, but then all of a sudden, like when a three-month contract ends, then it's famine again. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving this a shot. I've been doing this. I've been doing this video podcast for, um, you know, a little bit shorter than uh, most, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm always willing to go in that direction. If I could get a job, it's, it's all about how can I take care of myself financially? And with this podcast, I want to be able to help people and take care of people financially. Okay. Yeah. I was, that, I was, I was going to get into that some more, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I used to be an avid radio listener, especially talk radio, yeah. love talk radio. I think that's why I like podcasts so much, but, um, I used to listen to like Howard Stern in the mm. morning. Right. And he used to say like years ago, this was before he moved off to Sirius and stuff like that. He was still on terrestrial radio, but, but he used to say all the time it was a dying medium. Would you, would you agree with that? It's a dying medium. I think it's dying, but it'll never die. Uh, not until somebody throws in the, the last person throws in the towel. Mm. I think that here's what I think. The way radio is right now, you know, I don't know if high heart still owes this, but I, it, in a short time ago, they owed $15 billion in debt, right? Mm. So all these people like Steve Harvey and D.L. Hughley and all these nationally syndicated people, and they had more than that. They had they couldn't afford to keep them on the air. Not Steve Harvey, on the other hand, is and D.L. Hughley, they're big, so they'll never have that problem. But they had others that were nationally syndicated. And now they're going to the guys that they cut off, they're going back to local. So that's where I see it is that there will always be an audience. Like if you listen to sports radio, particularly in your local area talk show, that's where it will come into play as far as like, you know, where the it'll stay alive, right? It'll stay alive through sports radio. As far as conversationalists, like what you and I are have, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just, I don't know with the, with the idea of podcasts now that might die out. But as far as like your local sports radio, I think that'll be around for, at least another 20 years okay yeah it's it's interesting because it's like a lot of uh i've noticed a lot of like especially music stations right they've gotten rid of the classical disc jockey they've gone to a completely automated format a lot of the jack fm type stations where it's literally just you know they don't have records anymore they all just put it on a a a music list playlist they just play it it's 24 7 it's all computerized stuff like they don't even need it to pay people anymore. <laughs> it's, it's sad. So, uh, I think, you know, AM radio where you have AM news mm-hmm. and, and, and that sort of thing, that's probably still going to be around. Uh, but then again, there's podcasts everywhere. Everyone's got a podcast and a lot of people yeah. like to listen to podcasts and there's not a lot of commercials with podcasts when mm-hmm. there's a lot of commercials with, with radio. So, yeah, I think it just, I think it just depends on what you can do locally. Now, nationally, I'm not saying it can't happen, but, you know, look at Howard Stern. He's no longer on. You'd have to. You have to go to a satellite radio now, if I'm not mistaken, to get him right. I think so. Yeah. yeah. He went to Sirius, man, years ago. Years I, ago. I've never listened to one show on Sirius XM. So, what does that tell you? You know, I so, well, even even a lot of shows on on Sirius, and you uh, you know, they have they have podcasts too. So I listen to Busted Open. I think that's probably the number one podcast 
on Sirius. Is that uh, the one? Is that the one with Bob Ray Dudley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the. I think it's the number one rated. Uh, it might. It might not be the number one of all time. It's definitely number one rated in wrestling mm-hmm. uh, radio show. They also have a podcast. It's called the Busted Open Podcast, and it, yeah. and it it's just clips like segments of their show that you can get for free on a, by downloading the podcast. So you don't even have to pay for serious, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I love that. I love the podcast. I listen to it all the time with Bubba Ray Dudley. I may not like him as a person, but he's got a good show. Yeah. I wonder what he's like as a person. Really? I, you know, I, I don't, and this will kind of cut into part of my story too. When I was younger, I used to commentate pro wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. it was something I did when I was like 17 up until I was, 21 consistently you know while i was going to school and radio and stuff like that and i've met some pretty big stars back then you know and they said he was a big prick from what i heard mm. okay fair enough fair enough yeah when you're so you were doing it for like an uh indie wrestling promotion yeah yeah local and it was on tv for a while we had you know back then that was when you still could get in this is 2001 i think and this was back when i was probably 16 17 years old something like that and back then you could you know, there were still only what 35, 40 channels at most. So, unless you got bought like one of those satellite dishes, which, you know, couldn't afford that back then. Mm-hmm. So, fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to go to local indie wrestling events because mm-hmm. you get to be up close and personal with the, with the action. You could be like right down by the ring. And then a lot of times the, the indie promotions will have guys that are former WWE guys, you know, mm-hmm. that are, they're, you know, not on the roster right now, but they're traveling around still doing the indie circuit thing. So I've met, you know, I've met Ray Mysterio. I've met uh, Al Snow. I've met uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, wow. Uh, um, I met Eric Bischoff doing that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Oh, I met, uh, I don't know if you know who he is, uh, Josh Alexander. He was the Impact World Champion for a while. Mm -hmm. I remember Uh, him. So I, I I took uh, I took my girlfriend nurse chick to a, a local event in Salt Salt Lake City, and we got we got a Diamond Dallas Page's autograph. We met um, Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff he's he's a prick. He's a real prick in real life. And then we cover come over to the table, and, and Josh Alexander's sitting there, and I'm like, oh wow, Josh Alexander, the you know the world champ and stuff. My girlfriend's mm-hmm. just like, she knew that these guys were somebody, but she didn't know who they were. Cause she wasn't, I mean, she's, I just got her into wrestling, but she still doesn't know who, who's who, you know? Sure. And so then we go and sit down and someone's mentioning Josh Alexander. She goes, Oh, Josh Alexander, the world champ. I go, yeah, you just met him. <laughs> she's I like, the Josh Alexander. Yes. Yes, babe. You literally just shook his hand. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I, I've never, I guess I'm, I'll see. I met a few that were big, like John Cena. I met him when he was the prototype. He was, uh, I oh, believe, he was, I sure did, John. It was probably 2001, 2000, mm, yeah, somewhere around there, 2001, 2002. I met him. You remember Mordecai? Uh, I, he wore he, he wore yeah. all white in 2003. He was the kind of the opposite of the Undertaker. Okay. Oh, no, I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. Anyway, so he yeah. was, that was his gimmick was the opposite of the undertaker. Yeah. Well, he was kind of like, he had the cross and he was white. He had all white on and he had, uh, you know, I mean, he had fire and stuff behind him, but it was more relating towards, you know, Christianity, I guess, so to speak. Okay. But, but it was a pretty good gimmick. But anyway, I got to, I got to hang out with him one time. Um, Danny Doring, you remember Danny Doring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to meet him a couple of times and, 
uh, just incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually got to work shows with Kamala and um, uh, Big Daddy V uh, Viscera, you know, uh, or King Mabel, as, as some people call him, you know, and I, those guys are from Memphis. You know, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. That's you got to remember that was the capital of wrestling forever. You know, mm. you know Jerry okay. Lawler, Jimmy Hart, you know, all those guys. So that was my. So that was definitely, you know, I definitely have some wrestling roots in my backgrounds. I think the, my, my most fun meeting wrestler story was um, I took my kids to Salt Lake city to go see an AEW show. Mm-hmm. And it was the last, it was the last AEW show right before the pandemic shut down. Oh, wow. Right? So we, we drove out there, we went to the show and because everyone was scared about COVID Mm-hmm. half the people didn't show up to the event so they they moved us all to one side of the arena for tv the whole other side of the arena was blacked out with you know with tarps and stuff like that and great show and we actually got moved to better seats because because of that yes and so after we were done with the show uh my daughter's like well there's an in and out burger we don't have in and out where i'm at so she's like oh there's an in and out let's go to in and out so okay so we after the show we go to in and out and I, I shit you not like 12 of the wrestlers were there in and out eating oh, nice. right and so we're i'm like holy shit that's um you know that's uh orange cassidy oh shit that's you know the, mm-hmm. uh oh who is it the, the the best friends those guys were there um oh. a couple of the guys from the dark order were there um mm. uh blade from butcher and the blade was there yeah uh just, uh, oh and um what's his name uh Joey Janela, bad boy Joey Janela. Yeah, there. yeah, I know he is. Yeah, and so anyway, we go to eat, we go get our food, we go sit down. And I'm like, I'm gonna go over there and and talk to them. And my daughter's like, No, Dad, don't! Oh my God, no! And I'm like, Ah, forget it. Like they're they're probably used to this shit all the time, right? So I go over there with my son, and I walk up, you know, just hey guys, just want to let you know you guys had a great show tonight or whatever. And they're like, Oh, hey, thank you. you know, they're all eating. And Joey Janela's just he's standing there and he's short. He's shorter than me. And he's he's just looking at me like what the fuck, dude? Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what the like he he would he looked like he was getting ready to square off and stuff. And I was like, hey, easy there, Joey Janela. I don't I'm not trying to throw throw down with you, man. That was fun though. Oh yeah, I, I, I probably would have been starstruck if I had met MJF. You know, he's my favorite heel right now in all of wrestling. I think he's oh, the best. He's the best heel bar none out there right now. He's he's the best heel of his generation for sure. He he's. He's reincarnated like Rowdy Roddy Piper and a little bit of flair mixed in there. Yeah. And he can actually wrestle. What I love about him though, is he doesn't do a bunch of crazy shit. He Mm -hmm. doesn't need to. He's a, he's an old school guy. So he'll, he will work the crowd and he doesn't do dumbass dives. He's not doing like, you know, flips off the top rope down into the floor and shit. He's not doing any of that. He doesn't have to. The only thing I'll say is that he does do some of the craziest bumps. Like, you know, when he takes a pile driver or bumps on the corner of the ring or whatever, those are dangerous looking, at least from where I'm sitting. But other than that, yeah, you don't see him doing a whole lot of like daredevil type shit. He does. He does. Uh, if he does a spot like that, he it's like, it's usually at a pay-per-view where it's, mm-hmm. it, it means something. He doesn't do it like on a, you know, a nightly Wednesday episode, you know? Mm. Yeah. He's, he, he's a uh, old school smart. I would say, um, Going back to your podcast, so your podcast is is relatively new. I think mm-hmm. I was on your eighth episode. Yes, um, but you managed to get a mutual acquaintance uh, on 
uh, with uh, Andrew Cap, the author of the Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Absolutely. How did you? Uh, how did you first hear about Andrew? Honestly, I just I oh, I've I've seen. Okay, the only place you can really get outside of a spiritual supply store, uh, as far as books and stuff like that, is based on the Law of Attraction. Is like Books a Million or Barnes and Noble. You know, you can't really get them at a whole lot of local bookstores because they're not really familiar with the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So he had one. So there was, um, I was looking up tons of law of attraction books and stuff like that. And I Googled and seen what it was. And then there was one that says the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. Yeah. And so great. it's a great title. It is. I love it. <laughs> Marketing wise. It's genius. Oh, I love it. It's I think I wish. I wish that I had the brain to be able to write a book like that, but I'll be, I'm hoping to write a book of my own one day. Mm-hmm. But so then I read the book and on the back of the book, it said, Hey man, contact me. If you want to do a little session to talk, or write, talk about this was a year and a half ago. This is like February of 2022 or something like that. So I told Andrew, I, I, I said, we never actually talked until the actual show. And I said, on the email, I'm like, dude, I want to get my lesson. I want to talk to you. He's like, can we talk a little bit before the show and stuff like that? He goes, because no, I I don't want to do that right now. I want to do it the first time that we talk and then I'll give you your lesson. So I've been planning. He was actually supposed to be my first guest ever. He was actually, you know, because I've been working on this video podcast for about almost three years before I even started about two and a half years or so before I started it. And anyway, he was supposed to be my first, but so I had to wait a year and a half to even talk to the guy, much less interview him. Uh-huh. So we do. So if you watch it on, you know, on my video podcast, then, uh, you know, after we do our interview, then he talks to me privately and I have it recorded for another 30 minutes about my personal goals. I'm not, I don't cons- that's the thing about it. I could probably, as far as guru type situations, I've been studying the law of attraction for years. Mm-hmm. I could probably carry on a show about the law of attraction if I wanted to, but that's, but you know, it was an honor to talk to Andrew. And he said, he told me that I mean, you can watch on the footage. I said, the next time that we talk, uh, we'll, we'll show you how to write a book. So next time, next time him and I have a show together, I'm going to, he's going to talk to me about how to write a book. That's good. He also has a book on how to sell a hundred thousand copies. Yeah. So he's, a yes. good, he's, he's, he's a good person to talk to. Uh, so when you, uh, what did you learn from him about law of attraction that most people would find surprising about it? I think honestly, it's the feeling. I don't know. All right. Even I, th- okay. Here's the thing about it. Whether, even if you're an atheist, mm-hmm. there is a certain energy is scientifically proven. You know, they've proven that scientifically over the years. And what I learned, and I think that everybody else would be shocked about is the type of energy you put out there. It's contagious. Like if I, if I'm, if you and I are staying in the same room and I had a bad day or it's six o'clock in the morning, I don't feel like, you know, I'm like, uh, then it's going to rub off on you. Now, if I perk up a little bit, I think it'll rub off on you. And I believe vice versa. If everybody had the same mentality, then it could be contagious and there would be less sorrow and sadness. And then Mm -hmm. it would actually allure us to be able to find what we need in life, whether it's, you know, happiness or job, whatever it is it's trying to do. I think that it can bring it. I think it can bring what it is that you're trying to desire. And it definitely is a great assistance in it. Mm -hmm. One thing, um, 
one thing that I learned from his book, his book is, is really good. And I, and, and I'm like you, like I've been studying it for a long time. I've mm-hmm. read, I've read so many books on it. I've, uh, I've read some books multiple times. Yeah. And, and then I read his book and one of the things that, um, that I learned from him that I thought was genius was, well, two things. One, most of the time when you like learn about law of attraction, you learn about, you know, maybe you learn about uh, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, but what he Mm -hmm. talks about is the ego and how the ego is going to stop you from reprogramming your, your subconscious mind. It wants to keep things status quo. So he gives you tools in his book on how to bypass that so that you can reprogram the subconscious mind. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I thought was genius was his time-lapse method when saying affirmations and stuff. I actually, I, I have a law of attraction course and I actually put his time-lapse method in the course because it, it's, it's, it's such a phenomenal way of, <laughs> of doing that. Cause a lot of people that like, they'll say, Oh, the law of attraction doesn't work for me. And it's, it's like, well, you're, you're not really doing it right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think that one of the things that I've learned about the law of attraction is the law of attraction with action. Oh yeah. You know, I, that's, don't get me wrong. Like I feel like if somebody's paralyzed in a wheelchair or something like that, that's where you would go to like somebody like the law of attraction with like Joe Dispenza's types. You know, I've, I've read two of Joe Dispenza's books. I think, you know, I'm a pretty avid reader and, you know, and there is some things that they do put in there that could, as far as like quantum physics and self-healing and stuff like that. And I've never had to apply it yet to the best of my knowledge, but you know, that's where things like that kind of come into play when it comes to that. But as far as the law of attraction strictly is concerned, there's gotta be like a halfway meeting there. You know, I can't just dream it and then not at least like work towards the dream, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's what my course is about. Cause like, so like you talked about the like energy being scientifically proven, Mm -hmm. the quantum theory stuff is fascinating to go down that rabbit hole on, uh, you know, quantum field theory. Yeah. And then, and then you talked about, um, you know, atheists and stuff Mm -hmm. like, cause there's a whole spiritual explanation for it as well. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You could, you could say that, the law of attraction goes hand in hand with any religion, but a lot, you know, a lot of guys, if they're atheists, they're going to dismiss that. A lot of people can't wrap their brain around quantum physics or they, mm-hmm. they look at the energy thing and they're like, that's woo woo bullshit. And so yeah. they, they won't, they won't, they'll dismiss that. So when I was uh, developing my course, I was like, I, what's the easiest way to explain this to somebody that, that most people will go, okay, I get that. That makes sense. And so I, mm-hmm. I explained it from the psychological standpoint, which is right. you're, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind and your, your brain's going to come up with epiphanies on stuff like, Hey, I should go here today. I should do this today. I should look this up today. And, and it's like, when you get that, you have to act on it. Right. And when you act on those epiphanies, that's what will lead you to your, your goals. You know? Right. Absolutely. And part of it too, is that now, if you believe it on the spiritual side, as far as like, whether you revert to God, the universe, your higher self, whatever it is, you have to understand too, that whenever you ask for something that other things might get moved out the way. Okay. I know I may not look like it because the way I carry myself, but I was, actually pretty pretty good at least when i was younger i was pretty good with women right you know but 
when I set my goals towards like this video podcast is very important to me. You know, this is, this is a culmination of my life. There are other things in my personal life that I'm trying to accomplish all this stuff, but women have to be moved out the way or else it's not going to happen. So it's like the goal is in the way or, or the goal is here. But then if you, you know, if you spend five hours a night wooing and dating a girl and then possibly getting what it is that you want out of her, well, then that's one night that you wasted. And if you do that three or four nights a week with this girl, because you like her so much, mm -hmm. that's one thing. I, if I was ever invited on that panel that you're talking about, the, the one that you did on Saturday, that would be one of my key phrases that I would talk about is men take, you know, worry about your purpose, mm -hmm. you know, and then women are the outcome. You said you're friends with John Fitch now. Mm -hmm. that guy i guarantee he was the number two fighter in the world forever that guy i guarantee you probably had women on the back burner if i, I that's one of the things i want to ask him or at least you could ask i him think too. he was uh he was married for a while there um and that's what got him into the, the, the men's uh red pill space was because his wife uh divorced him and took yeah. him to the fucking cleaners yeah you know? <laughs> but i guarantee you that he put all that aside women all that when he was single and he was the number two in the world at it you know and women were probably the outcome because of it you know just oh, sure. like now, just like now he's a well-known he may not i don't know if he fights no more or not he's in his mid-40s no he he's retired from that but he uh he trains people still he has he has classes and does clinics and stuff yeah but you see the hard work he paid in and he's in his mid-40s and i guarantee he could probably get a chick in his or in her early 20s if he wanted to i think he's he's got a steady girl right now yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, man. You know, it's just you get what I'm saying, right? This is that would be the thing I'd be preaching on that panel if I was on there. Is that man? You know, stay on your purpose, man. Don't worry about it. Let women be the outcome of your accomplishments. Yeah. Well, that you, that is that's a big thing that I talk about on my show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. W women, uh, like you want to build a great cake of a like life for yourself, and women are just the icing on it. There you go. That's exactly. That's it. And. It's unfortunate that in we've all been there. Who, who, unless you were just like a really dull person, who, who in their twenties didn't really think about sex all the time, mm -hmm. you know, who didn't think about it all the time. And it probably, if you had had the mentality that you did now, you probably would have accomplished more in an early age, but you're, you're worried about doing this so that you can get this. Like you're going to the gym, not just to feel better, but you want to look good for the ladies. Right. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're spending like, five hours a night you know because you're taking her out or you're watching a movie and then you know one day a week that's fine twice a week maybe but then you're doing that three four nights a week come on man <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to comp I, if, if i knew what i knew then or knew what i knew now then yeah. man, i'd be a bad motherfucker that's uh my ryan stone he's also on that panel on saturdays he's a i don't know if you know who ryan is uh he, he, okay he, he talks about it as, uh, you know, basically, you know, we have these needs, right? We have, uh, we need water, we need food, uh, you know, we need air and, uh, like the laws of three, right? You can live three minutes without air, three, uh, three days without water and, and three weeks without food. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, sex is a very similar situation. Like, you know, when you're, you're, you've been without food for two and a half weeks, that's all you can think about. That's all you can fucking think about. If you haven't had sex in so long, that's all guys can think about until that's satisfied. And then they're like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Now I can yeah. focus on my purpose again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, and, you know, have you ever heard of the, the term no fap? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I know that seems like a dumb question for somebody like you know, as, as an expert at what you do, but 
I mean, I did that for four months until I broke it with a girl, you know, mm -hmm. and it was just, I, I couldn't believe how much I accomplished in that four month span. You know, I'm not just, you know, and those of you who don't know what no fap is, that's basically, you know, not releasing your semen at all. I'm not talking, you can't no masturbation, no sex, none of that. And, you know, you got guys like Nikola, Nikola Tesla who did it for years. Well, that's because Nikola Tesla was an asexual, though. He just was, wasn't in a... Oh, I didn't know that. In, wasn't in a sex at all. <laughs> I retract my last statement. Yeah. Oh. But, but no, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, there's a lot of guys that subscribe to the to the NoFap movement in this space, for sure. Um, what was I, there was a question I was going to ask about Law of Attraction, but I can't remember now cool that's all right we'll go to the we'll go to the next subject here okay so you had me on your podcast uh you said you've been following my videos for for a while which uh which platforms primarily i uh, you popped up on my instagram if i'm not mistaken somehow i was looking i think that i don't know i've been following you for about a year and a half or two something like that Okay. And I can't remember if it was YouTube or if it was Instagram. I can't remember, but those are the two that were connected the most. It's it's one of the two. But when I started listening to yours, I was like, okay, this guy, you know, I, I see more practicality with his with his thinking. You know, when I was thinking when I watched your videos, I'm like, you know, whenever I hear these guys that are like expert dating coaches, they're really just like, okay, you're from a smaller town. You're ex-military. I'm assuming you're not extremely wealthy. Like I'm when I say extremely I, wealthy. I do, I do pretty good. I do pretty good. I'm okay. I'm in the six figure club. Yeah. Okay. I'll get there one. I'll get there one day. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get there one day. Yeah. Well, you, 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 most people don't they don't think that though, because I wear a t-shirt and ball caps all the time. Yeah, but that's how most people, that's how most smart entrepreneurs or even smart you know, uh, businessmen are is that they don't, they don't put their money in their looks or their vehicle. Yeah. If you, have you ever read, uh, the millionaire next door? Of course. Yeah, like, I, that, that's such a phenomenal book. Cause they talk about how a, a vast majority of truly wealthy people. And I'm talking about people that have over a million dollars in, mm -hmm. uh, in assets. They, they live in a, a typical suburban house. They drive mm -hmm. like a, you know, a very economical car. They're not, right. you know, they don't have McMansions and fucking sports cars. And, and, and my friend, Aaron Clary, he, he used to do finance all the time. He said that in his life he's met, he, you know, he used to work with millionaires all the time, mm -hmm. but he's like, he could count on one hand, how many were truly wealthy and the rest were all just swimming right. in debt just ridiculous amounts of debt so yeah. yeah well it's funny i went to new york city in 2015 and i was at the buffalo wild wings keep in mind buffalo wild wings mm -hmm. and i'm sitting next to this guy talking to him and then he walks he walks away and well i don't remember his name i just know he was into this and one of the richest goes do you know who you were talking to i was like no i don't know who i was talking to she goes that's so and so and he's like a billionaire oil refinery owner and has several other business ventures. I Googled him, and yes, the guy was worth two point six billion dollars. You know what he was? You know what he looked like? He had on a white button-down shirt, some sandy wash jeans, and some Steve Madden shoes on, and he pulled off in a Ford F one fifty. Wait, wait, are you saying he didn't drive a Bugatti? What? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. 
Did you hear that, guys? A billionaire not driving a Bugatti. What is let it go? Let it go, Paul. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get him through this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got just got to calm down here. I just got to calm down. But I'll, I thought you were supposed to have a Bugatti. Okay. Yeah, to be able to pick up chicks and have a good life, huh? That's you know. right. Yeah. No, it's just. Oh, when you talked about that i was like that you hit it on the head but that just goes to show you though like millionaires don't necessarily just do it for the money they do it for the i don't know how to explain it. like warren buffett has only spent one percent of his entire uh his his entire empire and he was the richest man in the world up until steve uh, until uh bill gates took the title so mm -hmm. you know there's just there's just something about it and yes you do, and you do pretty well for yourself. That's good. That's great. I hope to get there one day myself, but I don't think I'll be driving a Mercedes or a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or anything like that. A, a pickup, a nice pickup truck will probably be the biggest thing I'll get. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I, I got a, a Toyota Tundra. That's what I want. Yeah. I fucking love that thing. I, uh, I, I, I talk about it in my, my law of attraction course because when I got it, I put out the intention that I was going to get myself a, uh, a, a relatively new, I, I never buy used, or I'm sorry, never buy new. Right. So I, was, I always buy used. I was going to get a relatively new to me pick uh, Toyota Tundra pickup truck. And it was like when I, when I would visualize it, it was black, all black, you know, mm -hmm. uh, TRD pro edition. And I was going to pay for it in cash. I had no idea how I was going to pay for it in cash because I didn't have that kind of cash laying around, but I just kept focusing on it. And um, there would be times where like, so I used to drive a, 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 a 2010 Dodge Nitro and that Dodge Nitro would have problems, you know, and I would, and I would sit there and start getting pissed off at the car and think about like what a piece of shit it was. And then yeah. I'd have to stop myself and go and change my thinking about how awesome my TRD Pro was going to be. Like, uh, you know, this is just leading me to that TRD pro, you know, and change my mindset about it and start focusing on the, on the pro. Right. And sure enough, when that, when that car finally died, um, I happened to have a huge payout that I got from, uh, from stock options and I, it was just sitting in the bank and the, the truck died and I go, well, I happen to have enough cash to go buy that TRD pro now. Yeah. And I went, I went and bought it cash. And, uh, I, so I own that outright and it was all just, you know, taking action though, but <laughs> yeah. And, and that's another thing about maturity and maturity too, is like a big entrepreneurial type thing, or even like people that are successful in life, mm -hmm. like yourself is that they don't necessarily always have to buy new. They just have to buy what works above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. And you look at it too, like, uh, uh, cars have, they're a depreciating asset. They, they don't appreciate. So paying brand new for a vehicle, when as soon as you drive it off the lot and you turn around and drive back on the lot and you can't get the same amount that you paid for it, there, right. it makes no goddamn sense to buy brand new. It makes no, no, no sense. I, I, I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey, so I get it. I don't know oh, I'm, I'm a huge Dave Ramsey dude. <laughs> yeah. People always ask, you know, my phrase is usually blessed. When somebody asks me how I'm doing blessed and highly favored, but for years, it was always uh, better than I deserve because of Dave Ramsey. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, get it. That that uh, his book, uh, Total Money Makeover, life changing book. It, in fact, um, so I I just finished a book, 
And I have a section on how anybody could be rich and it's largely the Dave Ramsey method. And I just, I break that down in, in a, in a chapter from that, but it changed my life that getting out of debt, uh, you know, and start working on, you know, uh, planning for my retirement, stuff like that. Life-changing stuff, you know? Absolutely. Great stuff. Um, Okay. So we first, first start off talking about how you found my stuff. You, it was either Instagram or YouTube or YouTube. Um, do you, do you typically tune into the full length, uh, episodes or, or do you, do you watch like the clips and stuff mostly? I know. I actually, believe it or not, uh, probably nine out of 10 videos that you do. I do listen to the full length. Okay. So I'm actually, uh, you know, if I don't finish one of your videos, it's probably because I had to do something in the middle of it and I forgot to go back to it. But believe it or not, I've listened to over the last year and a half, two years, almost every one of your videos in full. And, you know, you have a very, and I'm glad that you have a very responsive audience now, man. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it uh, keeps resonating and that you keep having success in that because you have a great audience as well. Bunch of Weisenheimers in there too. I love it. There's some... <laughs> Dude, there, yeah, there's some uh, there's some trolls on there. YouTube's a a, a mixed bag, man, for sure. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, trolls, trolls make me happy. Uh, I, they, uh, you know, I, I love I love the people that they'll they literally stop what they're doing to leave a shitty comment because yes, because that that shitty comment helps boost me in the algorithm, which is nice. But it, what I don't understand are the people that enjoy the content and they they don't stop what they're doing to leave like a five-star review on, on iTunes. It's like, yeah, I don't understand why the negativity will cause someone to stop, oh. but, but what people love it, they just move, they just go about their day. <laughs> well, you know, I had, uh, the only thing is, is that I will delete your comment. If you make fun of my guests too much, you know, okay. I, I don't like that. If I can find it, you know, I've had people, if you look at my, you know, in, in just in the eight episodes that I've done, I've got trolls on there. And one of them was checking me. I'm like, ah, ha. You know, it's it's one of those like Shaquille O'Neal things. Well, your mother, your I'll do, I'll throw your mother joke out after that. Mm -hmm. But you know, and it's funny because I have like mental health therapists and stuff like that on my show. So am I being immature by doing that? Whatever. But yeah. somebody made fun of my guest Hawk Yunkins. Do you remember the show Tough Enough Two? Uh, yeah. Tough enough. You know, Hawk Yunkins was on there. You remember Hawk? If you watch, if you I don't know if you have Peacock or not, but if you watch it, he was on season two. And he's just known as Hawk on there, but Hawk Yunkins. He was on my show mid-August. Okay. And somebody made fun of his teeth, and I deleted it. And because I mean, he's a good-looking guy, no homo, but you know, <laughs> maybe a little homo. It's okay. It's maybe, maybe, a, it's a, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but you know, he's a good-looking guy. It's just, but you know, and he had you know these perfectly big teeth and stuff like that. But somebody was making fun of him, looking like two by fours or something like that. And I just deleted the comment. I'm like, dude, you can't talk about my guests that way. Yeah. Yeah, I will if if someone's just being a, a complete tool all the time, just for my own mental health, I'll block them. <laughs> like I I don't need to I don't need to see this kind of shit all the time, you know. So it, clearly my content's not for you. So here, no, let me show you the door here. <laughs> exactly. So you know I'm hoping. I think your trolls. I've seen your trolls and stuff like that. They're ones you can handle. Most of them are. There's a guy that follows all of us on the Rule Zero panel. Uh, his, his name is Billy, and he's kind of a funny cat. And, it, and we all think he's a little bit spurgy, but he he goes into all of our our live streams and pretends to be us. So he's created accounts with that look just like us. So sometimes 
you know, you'll, you'll like, maybe I'll inter I'll be interviewing, I don't know, uh, John MLD or, or Rolo Tomasi or somebody, whatever. I'll be talking to them. And then you'll see like Rolo Tomasi show up in the live chat. I know it's not them. Cause I'm talking to the guy, you know, <laughs> and oh, it's, yeah. it, it's that guy pretending to be him. And so you, we're just constantly playing whack-a-mole with him. And then he uses a VPN solution to, to, to change his IP address. And he just keeps coming in, changing his, his user handle all the time. And it's annoying, but it's also like, uh, you, we also have this, the sort of mentality of, Hey, we've made it. He's creating an account of us. Like we, mm -hmm. we've, we've arrived. <laughs> I know what, what are the, what's the old expression? Parody is the, is it the parody is the most sincere form of flattery? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what did, uh, Nirvana said they made it when Al Al Yankovic did a video of or a parody of their song. So I I'd yeah. be cool. I'd be cool with that. I really would be. And in fact, I would encourage it. I I hope there's a video imitating me or whatever. Or one day, you know those guys, you know those kind of losery guys that all they do is make fun of other people's videos or commentate other videos. Like mm -hmm. I have a podcast, and then somebody will take a clip from my podcast and that goes and commentate that that's kind of what i'm hoping for one day that somebody will do that because i could call them a loser and then i can say that you know that i've made it because somebody who's got maybe a hundred thousand followers on instagram or instagram or facebook mm -hmm. is doing my videos so that's only happened to me once uh i was on i was on a a, a panel show there's a so after rule zero i do another panel show called called uh dragon ship with thor okay and um Thor same, day? same day yeah it's, it's literally like a half hour to an hour right after rule zero we we do that one okay and and um so thor had this episode one time where we were talking about all the women in the men's podcast space and like what we thought about them <laughs> and and so i i was on paul benjamin was on we we're all talking about it and and i i mentioned this chick named torsha and uh I, I, and what I said, I didn't say anything bad about Torsha. I said, look, you know, she's, uh, she understands this material really well, but I think, you know, like most women in the space, she builds a big following because she's cute, you know, and there's lots of simps out there. She got pissed at that because she wants to be taken seriously. And so she did a reaction video to our video and she just like, she just tore me a new one up one side down the other. And I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was funny. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she wants to be taken seriously, but you know, like it's hard to take her seriously. So, Oh man. Like I, I, I think that you have the caliber to be like a guest on fresh and fit and stuff like that. I really do. And I've listened and I've listened to Thor since I've, I was actually starting to listen to Thor when I saw the video that you guys did on Saturday. So I'm, I'm getting to know all these guys, man. I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be invited on that panel because I'm not a, I'm a, I don't, I don't think I don't consider myself a dating expert, but I do know, I do know a thing or two about life experience and, mm -hmm. and you get me relaxed and stuff like that, man, I could go, you know? And so that's, that's not the issue, but guys like that, you Thor, Apparently John Fitch is uh, uh, well known for that now because he's he knew exactly what he was talking about when he was on there and all the other guys on there. I'm like, man, what a you know what potential that every one of you guys have to be able to kind of be on the same level as Fresh and Fit because they're the number one right now as yeah. far as like the red. Actually, pill. actually, I think Myron got a start on Rule Zero. He was he was used to be on the panel back in the back uh, maybe four years ago. 
Thor's the, it's, it's Thor's right or is it who's who's the one who actually like started that? Uh, it was a, a combination of Ryan Stone and and Rollo Tomasi. And, and they're on uh, those shows. And they're on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, I'll give you a history of it real quick. We got time. Um, okay, sure. So there, there, there was this group of uh, called the Twenty One Convention, right? Ran okay. by a guy named uh, Anthony Johnson, Anthony Dream Johnson. He had, he had a he had a sort of like a he want, he had an idea to do like a TED Talk event. Uh, okay. for men and it's called the 21 convention it was annual and it was in uh florida and he started it with rollo tomasi and ryan stone and rich cooper and, and a bunch of other guys okay. <clears throat> and um anyway they had a falling out like uh, anthony johnson accused rollo of uh i don't know talking to some reporter and and then possibly you know you know doxing the guys at the event which is not true at all and so he basically severed ties with rollo and um and then after that you know ryan was like f you to the anthony johnson same with rich cooper rich cooper bowed out of that and they used to have a a, show, a similar panel show with that guy called the red man group okay and, and so once they severed ties with that guy they're like you know what f those guys let's start our own panel show so they started Rule Zero, and Rule Zero is based off of uh, Rule Zero from the the Red Pill subreddit, which is basically uh, Red Pill is about uh, male sexual strategy and uh, positive masculine identity, and that's yeah. it. And so that's what the show's been based on since then. So so after that, we you had John MLD. Um, I don't know if you know who he is, uh, Modern Life Dating John. I know exactly uh, who he is, yeah. Okay, so John MLD was on there, Rolo Tomasi, Ryan Stone, Rich Cooper, um, some other guys. There was a guy named Carl from uh, Black Label Logic. Uh, I think okay. Myron, Myron was on there for a little bit. Okay. And uh, so those guys, they, they, they've been doing that panel show, I think, for three years now. And uh, yeah, so so last year they they invited me to be on the panel, which was good. And I think in the, in the, the, the idea with having each person on the panel is someone's an expert in, in certain areas. Yeah. Right. Right. So Rolo basically is the godfather of red pill. Right. Um, yes. Ryan stone, he came out of the, the, the red pill subreddits and he actually brings a lot of interesting value from this to the space because he brings a lot of the history of red pill and also people that you've never heard of. He, a lot of his material comes out of those guys. Um, you, you have, uh, Troy Francis, you know, he's yeah. a, he's a, you know, a pickup artist, you know, mm. international guy goes, travels around the world, picking up chicks. Um, <laughs> I love it. And, uh, you know, some of the other guys, and I think one of the reasons why I think they brought me on was because uh one of rollo's philosophies is like red pills for everybody right if if it if it's if it's gonna work in miami it's also got to work in podunk nowhere well i'm the guy from podunk nowhere <laughs> where I'm, I'm teaching people like hey it works out here in ranch country too you know so oh, oh. <laughs> so that's um i think that's why they have me on the sh that show on the show you know mm, okay so, hey man that's great that's uh, what an honor then I think it's, I think it's awesome. Uh, they're a good, good group of dudes. I like working with all of them. So, oh man, that's great, man. I'm, I'm definitely, I oh, definitely have, go ahead. I was going to say, and then, uh, John Fitch, John Fitch is on there because 
a lot of guys in the space talk about how you need to learn fighting, right? It's good for guys to learn how to fight. Well, John's mm -hmm. an expert in fighting, so that's why he's on the show. Yeah, I mean, the only guy, he, there was only two guys that, there was only two guys he lost in the UFC to ever, so it's, he knows how to fight, that's for sure. Yeah, and he was the, uh, in the PFL, he was uh, actual welterweight champion. Yeah. And he defended it four times. Yeah, yeah sure, sure did. You know, John... John just couldn't get over, you know, he, he couldn't get past George St. Pierre. That's all. That was the only thing, man. But, you know, and Johnny Hendricks, you know, he knocked him out in like, what, 10 seconds or something like that. But those guys were top tier guys. It's not like he was a scrub ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, John, John knows what he's doing. Uh, absolutely. And oh, man. You know, like I said, too, just just down to earth, fun, funny dude. <laughs> I, could I could tell. I like him a lot. And I like all those guys, man. I would, man, I'm gonna have to write some of them to come on my show man i'm telling you man I, I, most of those guys are primarily on twitter so if you're active on twitter like they respond more on twitter i, I would say okay. they, they also respond to but let's see ryan almost never is on instagram rollo responds to stuff on instagram so you could dm them on instagram too but mostly they're on twitter okay i'll have to look them up um so i was going to ask you though like so we've talked about some books. Um, have you read any of the books that I recommend all the time on my show? I have not. The only reason why I haven't is because I'm usually in the middle of a book that, you know, I'm usually like two or three books behind with what I'm trying to do. And when another one comes around that I need to read, mm. then I have, but no, I haven't. And I'm, I bet you half my paycheck that if I read those books, that it would probably improve my, you know, improve whatever it is that needs to be improved already. You know, mm -hmm. like I could be great at something, but if I read something from some of these experts like yourself and all those guys on that panel, I guarantee you that I'd probably be more than what I am today. Yeah. The, the books, well, the books that I, I recommend the most are, are usually like dating and relationship books. And there's sure. like, there's three that I recommend. I call them my Holy Trinity and it's uh, how to be a 3% man by Corey Wayne. Uh, yeah, Atomic Attraction by Christopher Canwell, and then uh, Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover, and like I just would I would listen to those on repeat, and those things are amazing books. I have read Three Percent Man by Corey Wayne, though. Oh, you have that, read it? Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was one of the books you recommended. I don't remember you mentioning that one, but yeah. Oh, what'd you think of that book? I thought it was really good. I really did. the The only thing I can't get past with Corey is that. He's a little bit too much of a prick in his delivery. I, <laughs> I get uh, when he when he talks on camera. Yeah. I understand where he's coming from. You know, he probably it, it probably works for him. And yeah. I've been there. Like like when I'm like I'm not in this dating mode right now. I'm in this focus on my purpose and then let the chicks come. That's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. But he's in that. But he teaches that mode of okay. If you're just trying to get a chick, or if a chick breaks up with you, all this stuff. Then he has his own way of delivering, and sometimes it could be a little stern, which I think I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm wrong about his delivery. Well, uh, I don't I don't like his uh, his YouTube show that much. Um, I okay. I used to listen to it, but what I found is that you just need to read his book, and and his and he's very circular, right? So you go and read his book, and his book says, "Oh, go and and Google Corey Wayne X Y and Z." You go do that, you find his video, and then his video tells you a little bit, and then it says, go read my book. 
So it's like, okay, you just yeah. need to read the book. Just read yeah. the book and yeah. forget about his his uh, podcast. And it's it's good good stuff. <laughs> it's like oh, good book. Yeah, I read it like five six years ago, something like that. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's uh, it, and he says in that book too. Um, you know, you got to read it ten to fifteen times. I had never read a book ten to fifteen times before in my life until I read that book, and then I was like. Oh, maybe there's something to this. And then I, so I started listening to his book and other books on repeat like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, he's right. You only, you only retain about like 10% of what, what you listen to or what you read. And so well, reading it that many times actually helps like fully cement it. So, right. Well, you know, if you read the book, how, uh, how to win friends and influence people, it tells you the same thing. Yeah. You know, so, Oh yeah, and then a lot of his stuff comes from How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's, oh, yeah. it's good. that's a that's a great book too. Oh, absolutely. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions about your podcast here, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Okay. Um, and we've talked about some of this stuff already. Sure. So, so uh is your podcast mainly a hobby right now, or do you you hope to do something uh big with it and make it your full time gig? Oh, I, there's no doubt I want to make it my full time gig. The <laughs> there's there's no doubt about it i mean my concept at this point is to interview people that create value in other people mm -hmm. that's why i had you on you create a lot of value in other people whether people like it or not and whether i agree with only 90 percent out of 100 of what it is that you say or do you're still creating value and that's what my show right now is about and it will evolve maybe i'll interview celebrities for no fucking reason then they're a celebrity one day but for now you know absolutely Okay. And then, um, is it an easy transition going from radio to podcasting? It's a good question. Um, yes and no. Yes. Because, you know, all we're doing is just having a conversation like this and we're able to be a little bit more freelanced. No, because you know, the idea of, you know, that wire in your brain that was broadcasting. And then when you're talking and stuff like that, and my dad wants to start a show. And I'm afraid he's he's not in radio, but he's got too much of that, like when you talk to him in person and when you talk to him in, on on the phone type thing. You know, mm. I'm the same guy that you talk to on the phone now that you talk to on the radio. Right. So it's it's a little bit of a transition. So he's uh, so your dad he's it's almost like a different person when you talk to him in person versus on the on the phone. Absolutely, you know he's <laughs> absolutely his voice gets gets higher. It's more, you know, or not higher but louder more of a you know the delivery is you know it's it's too much like i'm trying to i have to perk up when i talk to you you know i'm i'm pretty energetic guy to an extent but i don't have to be like the whole time like hey i'm telling you paul i'm just saying and then the whole time i talk like this for the for the entire hour that's too much that's how that's how my dad is when he's talking on the phone okay but uh, yeah but on radio you you do what they do kind of want you to be high energy like that right pretty much if, now the, thank god for the broadcasting side as opposed to the djing they did lighten up a little bit at least they towards the later years because of the authenticity of it that's mm -hmm. what podcasting is is more authenticity yeah yeah i think uh do you listen to chris jericho's podcast at all absolutely dude i fucking love that that's my favorite podcast uh, uh go ahead I, I was gonna say one of the things that, that he says all the time that makes sense about why he likes podcasting is it's like the, the listeners like a fly on the wall listening mm -hmm. to a conversation and that, and I'm like, that really is why that is a, 
you know why i like the podcast like you are sort of like a fly on the wall i'm gonna steal that one yeah i i stole it from chris jericho yeah i love just like the the walls of jericho stole those two (laughs) fozzy's coming in town next week oh dude i took nurse chick to go see fozzy in denver blew out our eardrums i loved it it was great make sure you bring earplugs (laughs) thank you i'm glad you said that they uh I don't, I mean, uh, it's funny because we were walking in, getting ready to go into the venue and, and the people were putting in earplugs. I'm like, why are they putting in earplugs? And then we get in there and it's like, they had the music, the the instrument levels up so fucking high that you couldn't even hear what Jericho was singing, you know? And it was just fucking loud. And then for a good week afterwards, I couldn't hear shit. I was, it was that, that loud. So I believe it, Definitely, definitely. But it was a good show. It was a good show. We had fun that night. Oh, I'm telling you. Um, last question about your podcast. The podcasting market is really saturated. So how are you planning on standing out from the crowd? How am I planning on standing out from the crowd? Tell you the truth. I'm really, honestly, if I have to be honest with you, the goal is to interview the biggest guests that I can find at the caliber that I'm at. That's where I'm hoping to stand out at is is to kind of work away with it. My goal, and I don't like to tell my secrets, but I'm gonna tell it on your show. Here's one of my, here's one of my main goals is that I want my podcast to be big enough to where I interview people that's podcast is not as big Mm -hmm. and I bring value by bringing them on my show because my podcast is big enough. Like, and that's why I want to have friendships and relationships with people so that everybody can help each other out. Mm. So that's, that's one of the things like, if you look at, are you familiar with Vlad TV? Uh, I, it sounds familiar. Okay. Well, Vlad DJ academics, Adam 22 and a handful of others. They're all have their own video podcast, but they all help each other out by referring each other's guests and all that stuff. And now they're all the biggest. And that's what I'm hoping to do is develop enough relationships with people that I can help them and they can help me. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of doing it. Network. That's, that's why I like to work with everybody in the space. You know, mm-hmm. I like to, it, you know, get on their shows and have them come on my shows. It's it, just, it's just networking. is just a good way of doing that sort of thing all around. It, it worked when I was on the radio. There, well, you know, networking works everywhere. It's just a good life skill for, oh, for people. But you know, the biggest problem with this generation is, is, I'm going to get my own. That's what they're saying. I'm right. going to get my own. I'm gonna, I could get mine. Got to get mine. Yeah. All right. Well, Hank, Russell, thank you so much for joining me, man. This has been a fun conversation. Thank Where can you. people find you online? Uh, uh, you know, on Instagram, you can find me, Hank Russell, no spaces, uh, all lowercase letters. The uh, As far as my YouTube channel, it's the, the Hank Russell Invitation. I go live mostly on Fridays. And I'm pretty flexible about when I do my schedule. It's my damn show. But the Hank Russell invitation, uh, you can, you know, you, you can type it in and you'll find it on YouTube. And uh, the Hank Russell invitation on Facebook, which I'm still working on uh, as I develop my show. But yeah, the Hank Russell invitation on Facebook as well. All right. Well, sounds good. I'll make sure to link to all these things in the description. Are you on uh, audio yet? Are you on like Spotify or anything? No, not yet. I'm strictly doing YouTube. The uh, that's a whole different conversation. But it's a, you know, that's that's a whole different conversation to why I'm not doing any other audios right now. Just doing strictly YouTube right now. Oh, okay. All right. We can talk about that offline. Yeah. 
All right, Hank, thanks for joining me, man. I'll give you the rest of your evening back. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Hank, thanks for joining me today, man. You're welcome back anytime. You're a good dude. Uh, that was a fun conversation. I wasn't sure what to expect from that, but, uh, you know, I thought it went well. I thought it went well. Uh, I, I love picking the brains of guys who worked in actual radio, you know? So I, I sort of picked up some some tips and tricks along the way, like mental notes. When I used to listen to talk radio all the time, I used to listen to, you know, Howard Stern. Uh, I used to listen to the Mikey show in the mornings in San Diego. I don't know if anybody from San Diego is out there remembers the Mikey show. I used to listen to Mikey show and listen to them talk about sort of the, you know, the, the backstage stuff of, of the, the radio business. And I try to apply some of that to podcasting, but I'm not a classically trained broadcaster like my man here. So, uh, just fun picking brains like that. And then also I like that you're a law of attraction guy. There's a, there's not a lot of us in the, in the, in the, in the red pill space, you know, uh, John MLD is John MLD is a bulldog mindset. He's a law of attraction guy, you know, (laughs) but otherwise, you know, I think it's not, you know, Rolo, Rolo shits on it all the time. Rolo is not a fan of, of the woo woo stuff at all, but Hey, you know, he doesn't have to like it. You know what I mean? Uh, but he's a Christian guy. You know, if you guys read Rollo's um, religion, at the end of that, he talks about that he's he's a Christian. So, you know, <laughs> got it. You got you know, Christianity is kind of woo woo. It can be, it can be woo woo. You know, I mean, a guy dies. You know, three days later, rises from the grave and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of woo woo if you think about it. If you think about it, okay. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. Guys, thanks for joining today. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Sound off in the comments if you haven't done so yet. It's not too late. You can help boost us in the algorithms by doing that. And if you guys have been you know, chatting this whole time, I appreciate it. If you guys sent a super chat, thank you very much. I'll be sharing that on social media here uh, shortly. But uh, if you haven't yet, there's still time. There's still time. All right. Even like... A week later, you can still send a super chat, okay? Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Uh, get on the email list, guys. List.comeonmanpod.com. You get your PDF with 20 dating app openers, and also I'll send you some stickers in the mail. Uh, check out the Practical Law of Attraction course for the entire month of November. You can get it for 30% off with code THANKFUL2023. Join the beer club at beer.comeonmanpod.com and coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. That's all I got, guys. Tune into the live stream on Wednesday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.